Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. On Wednesday nights, we go through book by book, not necessarily in order from Genesis to Revelation, but we go a book at a time, chapter at a time within that book, and verse at a time within the chapter within the book, right? So simply put, a book at a time, all right? So we're in the book of Acts now. Since January of 2020, we've, we've, done, we've done Ephesians, um, Colossians, uh, different books. I know what. we're about to wrap it up with Acts, and we're going to get into Romans. And I'm going to tell you right now, Romans is interesting because the same people that tell you, um, well, everything is by grace, and it is, praise God. And they tell you it's okay to sin, mm, which it's not, to just practice sin and practice sin. That's not okay. Why? Because once you accept God's grace, you know I've been empowered to not sin and not practice sin. So Romans hits, hits some stuff hard and direct, and it's very good. How many of you know that vitamins don't always taste good? Are you all with me? Got some moms in the house that those of you vitamin people, my mom was always a vitamin person. And, and some of them tasted okay, and some were awful. You say, no, I just want chicken nuggets and, and, and Coca-Cola Icy's. Well, I would love to have, I'll be honest with you, I could drink a Coca-Cola Icy three times a day. I love how they taste. I love the feel. The only thing I don't like is when I drink it too fast, and I get a, oh, you know that brain freeze? It's terrible. But I could drink Coke every day, Coca-Cola. And if that's not available, Dr. Pepper would be great, Cherry Pepsi, Cherry Coke, I like sodas, but I don't drink them every day. Why? They're not good for me. Now, there are some things that taste good, like fruit. Some vegetables, if you like vegetables, right, are good. But some don't taste as good. I think Brussels sprouts taste weird. But mom always made them, I always ate them. Because just, I just roll like that. I'm like, as long as my belly's full and if it's going to help me out, I'm fine. I never, after a certain age, I won't get into all of the reasons why, but I, I was just hungry. <laughs> I have a very high metabolism. I eat. You can ask my wife. I'm pretty easy. I'm all, this is great. My thing is, let's not oversalt it, right? But even oversalted stuff, I can eat too. I mean, it's fine. It's going to be okay. But my point being, there's lots of things that are good for you that you may not think taste great. Same with spiritual food. You said, man, I don't want to talk about that. Well, guess what? We may talk about some of it tonight. All right, we're especially going to talk about it when we get into the book of Romans because there's some uncomfortable themes explored in Romans. And guess what? It's written to believers. It's written to believers. So people like to justify and say all kinds of crazy stuff, but we go back to the Word. We go back to the Word. Not my opinions, not your opinions. We go back to the Word. So the Apostle Paul is talking here. Remember, he's standing before Agrippa, right? And the governor. So he's with Agrippa and Bernice, right? Bernice was Agrippa's sister. Is that correct? And he was standing with the governor. So it's the governor, and it's Agrippa, and it's Bernice. And he's talking, he's pleading his case before the Jews. And he said, he's testifying now. So he, this is his experience on the road to Damascus. He said, man, saw light, and I was blinded. Who are you, Lord, I asked. The Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Can you imagine coming against Jesus directly? Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Hmm. Tell people that you have seen me. 
This is for us, too. You say, man, did I really see Jesus? Well, you've changed. You had an experience with Jesus, so tell them about it. Tell people that you have seen me, and tell them what? What I will show you in the future. So the Lord's covering it all right then. He says, go get up, and you're going to testify to people. He says, I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I'm sending you to the Gentiles, that's non-Jews, remember, to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. That they will receive forgiveness for their sins and what? Be given a place among God's people who are set apart, how? By faith in me. Let's stay there for a second. You're set apart by faith in him. Now let's go to the previous part of that, if you would again. I want to hit this again. Say, oh man, Pastor Matt, you got lost in there and you were hitting it, talking about witchcraft and stuff last week. That's right, because Scripture talks about it and I feel led by the Spirit of God. Sometimes I'm led by the Spirit of God, I believe, to talk about stuff that people need to hear. It may not just be in here. It may be the live stream. It may be the audio later. Um, Valeria showed me something astounding about a month ago that we'd had, was it like 1,450 listens on, was it SoundCloud? I don't know these people. I may never see them until we get to heaven. I'm never out for likes and, and views and listens. I'm not. But that's interesting to me how the word goes out. Isn't that crazy? There's nowhere near 1,400 people in here. Right? We got 14, 15. When Barry comes back, 16. Did I, I think I kind of know he was quiet. He was standing like, he was sitting. I think not even 20 people in here I know for sure. But the word goes out. God's word will accomplish what he wants it to accomplish. So who knows? If the shoe fits, wear it. If God, God's dealing with you about something, so be it. He deals with me in his word every day. He dealt with me today, and I called my dad with some questions. I said, Dad, what do you think about this? I notice it says this, but here's what happened. Two different issues. And he said, man, let's talk about that some more. I said, yeah, isn't that powerful? God's messing with me. He's dealing with me. The Apostle Paul was sent so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. You don't have to go to the next screen yet, Micah, because I just want this screen. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins. Woo! If they turn from God, from, sorry, if they turn, sorry, if they turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. They're turning away from Satan to God. Then they'll receive forgiveness for their sins when they repent. Well, that's good. We talked about witchcraft last week. Who else needs to hear this? Ouija boards, those are of the devil. I'm not going to get into all of it. A Ouija board, that thing moves by itself. It's spelling out stuff. That's demonic. You say, well, Milton Bradley makes it, or whoever it is that makes it. I don't know who makes it. It's been mass-produced for years. That is demonic. It's of the devil. Why? You're seeking advice from a higher plane. You're seeking wisdom from a higher plane that is not God. God doesn't work like this with a Ouija board. That's demonic. You say, man, I played with that. You need to repent, okay? There's no condemnation, but you move on. Once again, in the Hispanic culture, you say, Pastor Matt, you got a really white-looking face to be talking about the Hispanic culture. Well, I speak Spanish. My dad's side of the family is Hispanic. My last name is Sena. And let me talk to you about Hispanic culture. Hispanic culture, even rooted in Catholicism, many times out of ignorance because they don't read their Bibles, they will go to a witch or a warlock who says this is the power of God. Well, I can tell you that I am the power of auto engineering, but I can barely change the oil on a vehicle. I've done it once or twice, and it was a mess. I can tell you whatever. Oh, it's the power of God. Well, did you know Scripture says Satan comes across as an angel of light? 
And not, not everybody who says they love God loves God. Not every, everybody who says they serve God serves Him. By their fruit you will know them. So many people go and seek wisdom and advice and healing from witch doctors and warlocks and witches, and that's very unscriptural. You go to God for healing. You go to God for advice. He has past, present, and future in His hands. Now let me hit something else real quick. Turning from darkness to light, we realize that we need, I was talking to a, a brother in the faith man right before church, a dear friend of mine, people don't like the full counsel of Scripture because it's uncomfortable. I'm getting a lot of eye contact tonight because I can't see everybody on the live stream, so, all right? But did you know, look at this, Scripture teaches against homosexuality. People go, oh my gosh. People go, oh, well, let me rethink that. I have a son who's gay. I have a neighbor who's gay. I have a cousin. I have a dad or a mom who went gay. Well, that, okay, we love them, but that doesn't make it okay, does it? Sin is sin. Different sins have different consequences. But did you know that is, that is one of those unique sins that Romans says those that walk in a homosexual lifestyle, whether they're male or female, they, they receive a penalty while they're still alive. There's a curse that comes upon them while they're still alive. Then God talks about, well, people that sleep around, well, they're sleeping, out, sleeping around outside of marriage. You know what's crazy about that is that's a sin against your own body. So just like, let's, let's use an example of a guy. Say a guy goes to work, he sleeps with a prostitute. Talks about that in Corinthians. Says he has united himself to a prostitute now. Because that's not just a physical act. It is what? It is a spiritual act and a soul act. Sexual activity is an act with all of you, and it has consequences or blessings for all of you. I know I'm married. All right? So that, that's powerful. Now let's say, let's get back to the other thing now because I, I, I hit upon this today. Ooh, man, there's been some great men and women of God that trip over this. They've been asked in interviews on CNN, well, is homosexuality a sin? It should be a simple answer. Just like adultery or cussing or lying is a sin? Well, yes, it's a sin. It's a sin. That's what Scripture says. And if anyone ever asks you, what's your belief? And you're judging. Here's a, here's a simple answer. Even if you say, well, I, I haven't gotten to the place where I'm bold enough about that. You say, I believe what the Bible says. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come up with that. It doesn't. And it's so weird to me. The homosexual agenda now and lesbian agenda and trans agenda is this. If you disagree with it, you're a hater. I don't have to agree with everything. I don't agree with eating cheese enchiladas every day of the year because cheese affects me wrong. Does it mean I'm a hater? No. I mean, that's not a perfect analogy. But I'm basing this on Scripture. My disagreement for immoral lifestyle is Scripture. And in, anyone in the know will tell you, look, whether it's homosexuality or someone sleeping around with men or women, they're heterosexual. They say, yeah, I'm a man, I'm with women, or I'm a woman, I'm with men, whatever. It's still lust, it's still sin, right? I don't know why I'm dealing with this tonight. You say, well, we're all believers in here. Yeah, a lot of believers walk in sin, though. See, as a believer, though, you should not be practicing sin. We all make mistakes. But I do know this, even in 1 John, it's a letter written to believers and we have this with God. Look at this. Look how powerful this is. 1 John chapter 1. If we confess our sins, 
He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we keep walking in sin, what are we doing? We're not walking in the light, right? And we, we can try to deceive ourselves, deceive others. But look, the Apostle Paul, just like us, he came to help others turn from darkness to the light. Darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. And you know, I wish the devil, for every sin, he would wave a red flag and he'd have red horns and a long red tail so people would go, that's him, it's the devil, it's going to ruin me. I wish, I wish it was like that, but it's not. <laughs> there was a song, and I don't agree with everything that this gentleman does. He's had some issues in and of himself. But there's a hip-hop song, Christian hip-hop, from years ago, and it was called Killa. You like my enunciation? K-I-L-L-A, that's how it was spelled. And it was talking about the guy was fighting against lust, and the woman that came to him said, I promise this won't hurt a bit. I, it's just for your benefit. What a nice rhyme scheme. What a tempting thing. I remember back in the day, I had a few people tell me this. No one has to know. What the devil does that mean? Jesus said the things done in secret are going to be shouted from the rooftops. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to know. There's certain things that God allows us to repent of, and it just goes away. But there's certain things that if you don't come out with it, God, God will bring it out. You know what Scripture says? Ooh, I don't know who this is for tonight. On the live stream, I wish you could be here. We're having so much fun. Scripture says this. Be, be sure that your sin will find you out. I've had it happen to me. I remember, I won't, I won't give you all the details. You would love to hear them probably. They're juicy. It's like, it reads like a soap opera. I'm kidding. Not that good. But I was in ninth grade, and something came up. And it's crazy. In hindsight, I was like, man, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but it was what it could have led to. But my parents found out about it. I'll never forget. I was asleep because I would sleep in and not want to pray in the morning <laughs> with John and Lane. They were little, so mom would just hustle them out of bed. I was already a teenager. I was in ninth grade. I'll never forget. The sun was already coming in the window, and mom sat next to me on the bed and goes, babe. I need to talk to you. She, in essence, she said, I, I'm disappointed in you. Found out something, and I went, oh, I remember feeling so miserable. I couldn't deny it. They, okay, I'll tell you part of it. Because you want to know. Be honest. Inquiring minds, right? For better or for worse, they found a letter I had written. And my dad, in great wisdom, you know what he said? And that wasn't even don't sin or whatever. They both dealt with that as be wise, repent, walk in holiness. But I'll never forget, my dad said, if you don't want something found out, don't write it down. You ever heard that one? I, had, I wore glasses, and I didn't wear them all the time. I left my glasses out so I wouldn't forget them for school the next day, and I had a glasses case. Yes, I'm a cool nerd. Remember? My wife says I'm a cool nerd, so I admit it. Praise God. Some of you say, no, Pastor, you're just a nerd. Okay. Cool or nerd or both, either or, neither, whatever. But I, I'd put the note in my glasses case. It's not even, how thorough is that? And then I shoved my glasses in. Well, the glasses didn't go all the way in the case. <laughs> Duh. I don't know if I was tired. That's just stupid. 
Well, I'm sure my mom tried to jam my glasses in the case. Like, the next morning she was up early and she's like, what is this? Oh, you know, just not wise. But I thank God that people told me along the way. Do you know my parents were never afraid of what I said? And I'm going to tell you right now, I will never apologize and give you a bunch of disclaimers and tell you the whole, oh, we're not, I'm not here. No, no, I'm going to tell you what the word says because I love you. Sometimes people soften it so much, man, that they don't even get their point across. I've seen people talk about adultery or homosexuality in church, and they've got to say over and over again, oh, we're not bashing anyone. We're... Why do I have to say all that? My life will prove it. I love people, but sin is wrong. You know why? Sin separates us from God, and I've got to say that out loud because I'm held accountable. One day I'm going to stand before God. Can you imagine? He said, you were ashamed to talk about sexual sin. You were ashamed to talk about certain stuff. You were wor more worried about people thought than what I think. Heaven forbid. And I've made some mistakes. When we stand before God someday, there will be things that God deals with us about. Say, so you're coming to heaven, but you could have done that way better. That was whack, right? But there are things that I know right now. You say, man, we're going to go from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. And if I'm a believer, I'm not going to practice darkness. Because Jesus said, Wow, imagine if the light you think you have is darkness, then, ooh, wow, how, how, how powerful is that darkness? You think it's light, but it's really darkness? Oh, that's a deep darkness, Jesus said. So, let's move on. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins right after they've turned from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. Did you know when you walk in faith, truly walk in faith, you have a tendency, innately, when you truly walk in faith, you start to fight and wage the war against sin. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments, huh? Many people say, I believe, but I'm just not going to act like it. Mm, you will know them by their fruit. I've been there. I've had seasons in my life where I was not a great example of a believer back in the day. I never, oh, I never want to be told that again. I'll never forget Summer in 1995, I was 19 years old, and someone who worked with me said, you're a Christian? I went, my jaw dropped. There was some redemption later because I met the same person about five years later, and they, God had done a work in my life, and they said, what are you doing now, man? I said, man, I'm, I'm youth pastoring. And five or six years later, I think it was six years later, and uh, it was crazy because God had given me a moment of redemption for, <laughs> man, for not being a good example. But you are promised to be given a place among God's people. You are God's people. I don't doubt it. You are set apart by faith in Jesus. Let's go on to the next verse. And so King Agrippa, the Apostle Paul said, I obeyed that vision from heaven. Look at that. He loved Jesus enough right away. He said, I'm going to obey it. I'm going to obey his word. I preach first to those in Damascus. Preaching is proclaiming. Okay? That's it. Sharing your faith. He said, man, I'm not a preacher. I'm not going to preach. You can share your faith. Then in Jerusalem and throughout all Judea and also to the Gentiles that all must repent of their sins and what? <clears throat> Turn to God and prove they have changed. Whoa. Can we, can we back that up a little bit? That all must repent of their sins and what? Turn to God and prove they have changed by the good things they do. You ever heard someone say, man, I'm changed totally, but I mean, I'm still living the same. No, that's crazy. Mm-mm. We prove we have changed by the good things we do. Faith without works is dead. Next verse. 
Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time, so I can testify to everyone. Has God protected you so you can testify to everyone? Amen, somebody. He has. From the least to the greatest. The Apostle Paul said, I teach nothing except what the what? Prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. And in this way, announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Praise God. I thank him for that. Suddenly, Festus shouted, Paul, he's the governor. Paul, you are insane. Too much study has made you crazy. People are going to do that. They're going to say you're crazy. Your family is. But they're going to come to you when they need prayer. Promise. They do that. They make fun of you, and then they go, hey, man, you got a minute. Would you, I know you go to church. Would you pray for me, man? Paul replied, I'm not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth. It's the serious truth. And King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar, familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. Look at Paul, how bold he is. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? <laughs> Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. What a word. Boy, he could preach, this guy. He could preach. Then the king, the governor, Ber the, then the king, the governor, Bernice, and all the others stood and left. So the three dignitaries, right? Agrippa, Festus, and Bernice, they stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed, this man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. Wow. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Now he's going to the Supreme Court of the land. I, I can't even imagine how many people the emperor of Rome saw to. I mean, if anyone, a citizen says, I appealed to Caesar, man, you'd have to go wait 10 years, and by then the emperor's dead, you know? Who knows? So that right there is when the time came. We're in chapter 27, verse 1. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. We believe, and there's historical documentation to prove it, we believe that <clears throat> Dr. Luke wrote not only the book of Luke, one of the Gospels, right? But he wrote the book of Acts. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. So most likely, Luke was with the crew here with Paul, the missionaries. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius. Isn't that cool, man? Luke is going with Paul to Rome. They, and he's a prisoner, though. They're placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, or Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us, another believer. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramitium on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of what? Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. Let's stop there. We will continue next Wednesday. Does anyone have any questions briefly? I have a minute or two about anything I talked about tonight.
about being a believer, about not practicing sin, about the Apostle Paul, something he said, about the book of Acts, about Jesus. Real quick, does anyone have any questions? I know it's rare that you do. Most people go, I didn't want to ask. They see me later and go, Pastor, I didn't want to ask in front of everybody. I know. Any questions? No? They won't hear you on the recording. All right. Let's pray tonight, if you would, please. We stop at Acts 27.5 for tonight. Is there anyone in this house, possibly on the live stream, I can't see them raise their hands, but is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor, I have never confessed Jesus and made him the Lord of my life in public. If you'd like to do that, would you raise your hand tonight? Because you say, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell if I died tonight. You say, man, did you say hell? Yes, Jesus talked about hell often because he doesn't want us to go there. It's being separated from God. It's simply rejecting the sacrifice of Jesus and rejecting faith in God. Is there anyone in the house who says, I've never confessed Jesus as my Savior. I need to do that tonight. Would you raise your hand? Is there anyone in this house? And if not, we'll just pray together. All right. Repeat this prayer with me. For those tuning in on the live stream and on the audio recording after the fact, say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. Say, I'm sorry for my sin. Say, I can't save myself. Say, please forgive me. I admit that I've walked in sin. I need your healing, your forgiveness, your salvation. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. Say, I call upon the name of the Lord. Come into my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, say, I believe. Thank you for saving me. Let me pray this prayer over everyone in this house, over those listening by other means. Father, in Jesus' name, I break every attack of the enemy over our lives. I thank you that fear is broken, lies, witchcraft, the spirit of Jezebel, anything that would try to intimidate us from speaking the word, living the word, anything that would intimidate us into sinning and walking in sin, God, I break it tonight. I step on it. You said you've given us power to tread upon serpent, serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That's sin and death and everything else. Poverty, we step on it because Jesus crushed it at the cross. You are the great champion of all time, Lord Jesus. You are the champion of the universe. And we honor you and we thank you and we pray in the name of Jesus that all this stuff be broken. Give us opportunities to be examples. Lord, give us opportunities to testify of your word and give us moments in life where we can just love people with all of our hearts because maybe they haven't met you yet, but they can meet you through us, Father. And I thank you for tonight and your goodness, your promises, your word. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen.